going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the AJ and Joe Show. Coming at you on a Monday, September 13th, 2021. What's happening? What's happening? What's going on, man? Nothing. Feeling good today. Feeling good? Yep. Big Monday. Getting it off right? Yeah. The week. Yep. Fucking, uh... Yeah, man. Had your, uh, your birthday celebrations on, uh... On Saturday, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good time. Birthday. Good yeah, time, good. big ate, man. I ate a lot of tacos. Big thirty-five. Hell yeah, man. We got we got down on them tacos. Fucking a. Yeah, that was fun. That was yeah. a good time. Yeah, no, nah, man. Good time. Good people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fucking that fight was that night. Oh yeah, yeah. We could jump into that real quick. Um, we didn't watch it, obviously, but um, and watch it live. Didn't watch it live, I should say. Yeah. Um, so it was the thriller. Fucking uh, like, Let's talk about the fight. Well, we didn't watch it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so uh, it was the thriller uh, legend series or whatever the fuck they call it. Um, originally, it was supposed to be uh, Vitor Belfort, former UFC champ, uh, veteran, versus uh, Oscar De La Hoya. De La Hoya pulled out because of COVID. Um, also on the card was Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz, who are both former UFC champs. Um, so yeah, that's wild. It's it's wild. The only well, I, there was an undercard as well. I have no idea who fought on that, but you know, out of the co-main event and main event, there was only one true boxer in that, like in Evander Holyfield. So that that's interesting. So what's going on here? Um, I I don't know, that's man. Uh, let's. Uh, like when you tell me like that, I, didn't really <laughs> I don't. That. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Um, and like all those dudes have been retired at some point, you know. Every single one of them, except for Vitor, he's stayed active. But like the other three, they've all been retired and come back. But uh yeah. So let's get into the. Uh, let's get into the Vitor Evander Holyfield. Mister Vitor. T R T Vitor. Back in the house, so uh, testosterone replacement therapy. He was jacked, bro. Yeah, fucking, he, he would have fucking uh, if they had gotten a piss test from him that night, shit would have been like foaming and, and b- b- burning a hole through the cup and yeah. fucking. Oh yeah, they yeah. didn't give a fuck. It was sanctioned, but you know. You know what? I'm gonna say you want me to show something right away. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. Uh... I, it didn't even matter how he looked like, bro. Fucking Holyfield, he fucking kicked his own ass. I don't know. <laughs> Did he have a? Uh, I I wonder he if his shoelaces with were, a heavy case of vertigo or what? I don't know. Shoelaces were tied or something, bro. bro. I don't know. He was fucking. Um, it was rough. It was definitely and rough. So he's fifty-eight. He's 58. <laughs> I think last week I said, said he was sixty. 70. I think he said sixty-eight. I think I said sixty. I was like, God dang. <laughs> I think I said sixty-eight. He was moving like he was seventy though. He's all jacked and looks good. Okay, <laughs> but he fucking can't move for shit. <laughs> So anyway, let's talk about the fight a little bit. You know, I jumped ahead a little bit. Yeah. Uh, first round. Did it go into the second? It yeah. was first round, I think. Huh? Yeah, it was the it was the end of the first round. He just he just overwhelmed him. So um, he not well. To me, I think Holyfield <clears throat> has no balance no more. Something's going on with that because he just couldn't. He would. It was just like he looked so bad. Like uh, I felt very bad for him. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, it was sad, and, like, I'm glad that, uh... Vitor's a scary fucker, though. He is scary, because, one, he's, 
He's like 10 years, more than 10 years, like 11, 12 years younger than him. Um, has been active, right? Vitor's been fighting. Yeah. I don't know when the last time Vander Holyfield fucking threw on the gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably been a very long time, over 10 years, I'd, I'd bet. And um, yeah, he he's he is scary because he's a, you know, even though he spent his whole career fighting in MMA, you know, he uh, his boxing has always been his uh, his bread and butter. And he looked I, his, I his hands, his hands like on the juice and shit. That like, too, as far as being a great boxer, I don't know about that. Well, I think I think he could hold his own. Yeah, uh, oh, but for we'll, sure. But uh, we'll we'll get into that in a minute. But so yeah, so so the fight didn't even go to the second round. Like, the yeah. first the first knockdown, Holyfield went practically through the ropes. I don't even think he hit him, bro. When he, like, <laughs> he just tri- when he fucking yeah. lost his balance. He like threw a punch and fucking. <laughs> That's when he fucking looked like really bad. I was like, damn. And he fell. That's why the ref, too, didn't even fucking right away. Even like he just stopped that shit. Well, it was after that Vitor came on and just started laying it on him, you know, just like punches and bunches. Yeah. And uh, the ref just stepped in and stopped it because Holyfield wasn't doing nothing. I was like, man, yeah. It was uh, was, was weird. It was horrible. It was weird. It was horrible. Um, When I mean horrible, I mean I felt sad for Holyfield. Um, To me, I didn't think that fucking uh, Vitor got to show anything. Yeah, so so it would have been a it would have been a way better fight against De La Hoya. I, I think so, just because it would have been more of a fight. You know, you know, <clears throat> Holyfield looked horrible. Yeah, imagine if that Tyson. I mean, his if, physique looked good. Yeah, no, he's been he lifting weights and doing horrible. crunches, but that doesn't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, he's been. He's got those good genes, I think. You know, he's you know? always been like a like a shredded motherfucker. But um, imagine if that Tyson. Holyfield fight would have went through. Oh my god! Tyson would have oh. would have taken his block off, bro. Oh my goodness! It might have been worse than what Vitor did to him. You know, like yeah, because he could have got hurt if somebody connects on him. Like like even Vitor could have yeah. hurt him. Like somebody, but 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 he's gonna get hurt. He but shouldn't he, be in there. But exactly, you know, like like you said, Vitor didn't connect clean on him. You know what I'm saying? Like those punches at the end. You well, know, he, the, it, it was fast. It was a fast fight, and at the start, he didn't really throw that much. He was filling it out. Yeah, and then uh, you know I think it probably needs a couple rounds to get going. That that fool's just probably has stamina, you know, yeah. for days. So after <laughs> after the fight, uh, did you see what uh, what Vitor said? Yeah, I, I saw that, and I, I thought he's fucking insane. It made me like it made me like dislike him a little bit. It, yeah, it was a little weird. Like how he another, was calling out Canelo. Is so, that what you mean? So, so yeah, he called, like, he, he, he called he just, out. And he's like, I just beat the fucking best fucking heavyweight of all time or something. I was like, bro, Vander looked horrible right now, bro. You shouldn't be talking about like beating this guy. He fucking, yeah. he threw a punch and he slipped like d in the rocks <laughs> when we were kids. Yeah, I did a 360. And then, uh, you know, uh, so, yeah. but I, why was he talking like that? Um, well, he called out Jake That's Paul. cool. That's cool. Could, you can call Canelo, dog? Well, so he so, so so he called out Jake Paul. He said, "I want Jake Paul for thirty million, or I'll take Canelo for forty million. And then he like it's a, back. Like, he like stuttered it's, on himself. Like it's fucking uh, like 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 it's Jeopardy, bro. Like he's uh he's like Canelo for four hundred. Fuck or you know yeah no, don't work he, that he, way. He was or forty. Just, I should yeah, say. So like it made me like lose respect for him when he fucking was talking, bro. That and I'm nobody. I'm nobody. But to me, like it personally, like. He's just trying to build it up. He's trying to play the game, you know. Call it Canelo, dog. He's trying to make money, man. He's trying to make money. The best boxer in the fucking world right now. I think he. uh, I think he. I mean, I guess you could say whatever you want, really. 
you know, and I keep saying this, and this is going to be just the next name for Jake Paul that we're going to be like, oh, this fucker's going to take him. You know, but if that fight comes to fruition, I think, uh, I think, I think Vitor, I think TRT Vitor puts it on fucking Jake Paul. He, you know, you know, uh, you know, and um, I'm calling it now. You know, um, <clears throat> I, I know this is the other fight, but you know, um, honestly, like fucking for me, and I think he probably he he might not take it because he's so disrespectful and stuff. But I want to see Anderson Silva beat the fuck out of Jake Paul. Okay, and make him look like a fucking fool. Yeah, he's like that. Soup, 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 soup. Man, that fucker looks good, but, bro. But before we get into that, one last thing on this. Uh, uh, but you're right, fucking Vitor. Vitor I'll, I'll see that fight. I'll watch v- that fight. I'll, I'll, Vitor yeah, but he's delusional if he thinks that uh, he can he can box Canelo, like bro. Canelo? That's not even like. Why does everybody? Why do people? Oh, I don't understand why people are calling out. Why do? There's no respect no more these days with the with the way the boxing is. There's levels. Is. There's levels, bro. There's just no respect. You don't you don't bro. jump the that that's that that like and okay. Else, and Jake Paul was talking about calling out Canelo too. That's right? even more like, disrespectful. Are, what the you know fuck, what I'm saying? Bro? It's it's weird for Vitor to do it with all the experience he has, but it's even weirder when when somebody like Jake Paul calls out a Canelo because that's that's true disrespect. Yeah, why why do they think they could fucking uh that's just yeah. I don't understand that level of disrespect, bro. Um, you guys ain't even fighting a real boxer, dog. Fucking this guy's fighting a sixty-year-old man with vertigo, and then fucking <laughs> you know what I mean. <coughs> so, um, and Canelo is 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 arguably the best boxer in the world right now. So you don't. Uh... And Jake Paul couldn't handle no more than Tyron Woodley right now. You know oh, what I bro. mean? So no, it's like, he maxed come on. out. He, you know what I'm he, saying? He, he survived the That's Tyron what I fight. Mean. So yeah. I'm like, come on, bro. Anyway, okay, so let's ju- let's get off that. Um, Vitor shouldn't be proud of that win, and uh, I want I want to see what he does let's next. See what he does next. Yeah, exactly. Uh, jumping ahead to the Tito Ortiz Anderson Silva fight, bro. Mm. I uh, I really. Oh wait, enjoy- sorry. You know what? I'm gonna have to cut you off real yeah. quick. Go for it. Did uh, let's talk about Holyfield? How he was talking when he was walking away, bro. He should shut the fuck up, bro. He's talking like fucking how. He wants to fight him again or some shit. He said he could kick his ass. That's what he said. In the, not in so many words, but yeah. in the elevator and stuff. I guess maybe he just didn't know what to say, but I thought fucking, he was like, he should have, I wouldn't have said shit, bro. They're all just trying to make money, man. They're all trying, they they uh they see that, they see that, oh, I almost forgot about this. Don't let me forget. We got to get into Conor McGregor real quick, what he did last night. Um, I don't know if you, you probably didn't see this. It was on. I read the article this morning. But anyway, um, they they all see that template. They run their mouths and they know they can get money that way. They know people will want to see it, right? They all yeah. want to make money. I hope. I hope he looks so bad though. Like that fool should not be boxing. It ain't safe. I hope Holyfield and Vitor both got paid. A t- I hope everybody on that car got paid a ton of money. Sure. You know, hopefully they got paid so much that Holyfield wouldn't even have to think about stepping in the ring again. Because <laughs> you know, I don't want to see that. That was bad. Do you think he's, uh, do you think anything had, sorry, we're going to keep going on this, but uh, do you think, he, I haven't seen Holyfield interviewed in a long time. I didn't watch any any previews for this fight coming up. Do you think it's possibly like he's punch drunk, the way he's like, the way he's stumbling around? Do you think that's just how he gets around know. everyday life? I don't know if it's from boxing or what, but something's not not right. Something wasn't good, like at all. Like dangerous, like dangerous. Like, like like he shouldn't have been sanctioned no, fuck no. to fight. Yeah. No, I don't think so. And then for him to be still talking shit after yeah, I, no, I would have been like, I'm too old, god dang it. I would have been like, I'm hanging it up. Yeah. But I guess it's like you said. He's just got to fucking make that next payday. He's probably trying to pay his bills and shit. He's got mouths to feed. No? Oh, bro, it's sad. 
That's but yeah. anyway, um, it was yeah. bad. But yeah, Anderson Silva and Tito or uh, Tito Ortiz. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. First round. First round. TKO. I have. I mean, okay, so. Tito Ortiz, if you don't know this, he trains with... That le- was a fucking KO, huh? Legit... Oh, one punch. <laughs> one punch knockout. He was out cold, bro. He's asleep. Face down. He, he hasn't even been knocked out like that in MMA before, bro. He was memes. He was memes on the canvas. He was he was smelling the canvas. And uh, he trained... So my thing is, he trains with legit boxing coach and Jason Perillo out of California. He's been with him a long time. Jason Perillo has, you know, multiple UFC champs under his belt. He's a boxing coach. I have no idea what that was that Tito Ortiz was doing in there. And like, I'm, you know, who am I to talk shit? You know, it's Tito Ortiz. You know, I've, I've never liked that fucker his whole career just because he's a shit talking cocky piece of shit in my opinion. But, um, he, I don't know what that was, bro. He, 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 he was night. boxing. He, he, um, he came at Anderson like, like he had him up against the cage. Like they were in four ounce gloves and he was just winging punches at him, bro. Yeah, and Anderson did did what Anderson does, man. He bobbed and weaved, and he just fucking he put a little two piece on the chin, and that was it, bro. You don't you don't you if you know anything, you do not be the aggressor against Anderson Silva because he's a counter striker. I don't know what his game plan was as far as Tito. Maybe he thought that he could overpower. Him. But I'm just talking about if you've watched any Anderson fight throughout his whole career. He's a counter striker. Fighters that have backed away from him and wanted him to be the aggressor, those fights have always been duds. When people come at him, that's when he knocks you the fuck out, and that's exactly what so he, he did. He just fell right into his plan, probably. Yeah, and man, Anderson didn't last long at all, looked fucking trim. Well, they were, you know, it's boxing, so they're short rounds. So if fucking yeah, there was like there was like a minute eighteen left on the clock in that first round, so he knocked him out like in less than two minutes, and uh, knocked him out cold, bro, with boxing gloves. Like yeah. Anderson looks tremendous and like i'm glad to see because you know he the end of his ufc career he had a bunch of losses and he looked like a shell of himself compared to what he used to be and he kind of had to leave the ufc on a bat in a bad light you know like so i'm glad to see that he's putting together some impressive wins in boxing like i got fuck man i thought he looked good i mean i guess tito ortiz is shit but still you know i thought he man i think he would fuck jake paul up yeah that's what he needs right there that's what jake paul needs right there yeah We'll see. We'll see if uh, if if you know you know how that fucker has a big mouth. We'll see if Anderson's name comes out of his mouth. I don't mouth. think so. I don't think so either. I don't. I, th- I, I don't. Think I don't he's I don't... gonna try to hope that one slides under the radar, dog. But there's there's people there's people like you and me who know that who know the sport and fucking you know that's the first thought that comes to their head. Why does that fucker uh, go up against Anderson? You know. Uh, but I don't think he, I don't think he'd be able to even touch Anderson. You know. No, Unless Anderson led him. You know. Night. Saturday night he looked fucking good, and, really and, good. And then, you know, the we didn't watch this one, but I I mean just the highlights, but he he boxed fucking Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., bro, who's like legit, you know, boxer, like current boxer, you know, and he pieced him up. Anderson's ready to go too. That's yeah. the cool part. He's yeah. like fucking And he had always said it too, like he, he had always wanted to do boxing, like the whole time he's in the UFC, but you know, when he was under contract, they wouldn't fucking let him, you know. So now he's getting the fucking and maybe that's part of the resurgence he's getting to do what he what he wants to do you know but they're like uh they asked him if he was surprised that he knocked tito out no yeah and he's like he's like i if i if you do everything like uh, he's like if you do everything 
Right, you know, he's yeah. like, you, you get the knockout. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> and okay, so going to the, you sent me the interview with his coaches and him after the fight, and I thought it was, it man, it was the perfect display of. That's how you're supposed not, to talk. That's huh? how you're supposed to talk. That's how you're supposed to act. That's that's being humble. Like they they admit that they're you know like you look at Anderson's uh, combat history resume, right? And a lot of it, like I said, most of it was in MMA. He's new to boxing. And they, that's how they talk. They're like, he's still new to boxing. We don't care what he's done in, in the UFC. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're taking this one fight at a time. We're not, we're not um, rushing things. You know what I'm saying? And that, they're talking about a veteran who could, he could go in there and box anybody he wanted with the name he has. You know, he could go in there and, you know. I like the, it because, too, it's like, that's how, um, that's how it's supposed to be. Like, nowadays, like, there's no chain of command. Like, say, like, for instance, Jake Paul. He does have a manager and he does have coaches and stuff like that, but he don't acknowledge any of them. Like he thinks he's the one that answered needs to answer all the questions. He thinks he has all the fucking answers yeah. and he knows what's best for him and this and that. Okay. When at the end of the day, um, you need people to help you make these decisions and stuff because you're uh you're basically working, just like Anderson said. He's like, That's your job. Mm-hmm. You go to work and you're a boxer. You're there to box, so box. You know what I mean. You're not. You're you're not the best to make decisions. Probably you, you, that's why you want somebody with a lot of wisdom well, we, to make these decisions for you. you know? Well, we talk. We talk about this in the past <clears throat> in reference to Conor McGregor. Um, who else? Um, not not so much John Bones, I guess, but mainly Conor McGregor. You know how people were saying after all these losses, he needs to he needs to become the fighter again. Not the fucking he doesn't need to run his whole training camp. You know you're still training as if you're hungry in the game, right? Let everybody else run your training camp. You know, just shut your mouth, do the training, put in the work, and then the work speaks for itself on fight night. But like you get like Conor McGregor who. Like you said, has to be all in the media. He has to. He doesn't. He doesn't fucking train outside the box, so to speak. He like you know. He I like um. That guy, bro. Yeah. So going to him. Um. Is there anything else you want to talk about on uh, the Anderson and Tito? Um. No, not really. You did see that Tito's dumbass said that he want he called out Logan Paul after the fight. I saw that. He said that we're both coming off losses. Uh, let's let's get it on or some shit. I think oh, he like, get his ass kicked. Um, I think so too, and I would be, you know, obviously I'd be rooting heavy for uh, for Logan Paul. Enough, I can't stand Tito, bro. He's such a fucker. You know, he just either he's like a mastermind. Why you get knocked the fuck out like that and start calling people out, bro? Chill out, dog. Like fucking, maybe you should think about things a little bit, dog. Go back to the gym. Why you fucking exactly? You get knocked the fuck out and then start calling fuckers out that just fought Mayweather and shit, bro. Like yeah. I'm not giving them that. that no, much credit, no, no, come on, bro. No, no, no you your know role. that book of box. No, your role. Yeah. Anyway, uh... Fuck it, give it to him. He'll fucking knock him out, probably. Yeah. But anyway, to me, it's funny, like, you get knocked the fuck out, and then you're just like, oh, I'm just learning, no fucking... He's like, he's like I want to box more. He's yeah, like, all that shit he was like, talking, man. He was talking mad talk. shit about he's all, come Anderson. come on in! He's all telling him, come to the elevator and shit, no fucking, just following him, uh, the reporter. Yeah, I don't know. And the thing I saw, uh, I was like, damn. So uh, last night was the uh, was the VMAs, the Video Music Awards on MTV, yeah. right? Did you see uh, Conor McGregor was there for whatever fucking reason? Why he needs to be there? He should be in the gym fucking training, like you said. He was there, and he almost got in the fucking scraps with Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, I saw that. Um, okay, I read all about that, but I was watching it. Oh, okay. Um, 
it's crazy. What was cool about that is you didn't. They didn't put it on MTV. It was on WB nineteen, so everybody could watch it, even if you no didn't have cable. shit. Okay, okay. Which was odd, I thought, because usually it's on MTV, right? I thought. Yeah. So it was 100%. on regular TV, which 100%. was cool. So uh, Madonna so, opened the. So, so you know how they did that is just this is just me being a geek and knowing about this shit. But Viacom, they own MTV and they also own Warner Brothers, so they could. It's an easy move for them, you know, but that's smart on their point, on their part, because you're right. Before years pass, you'd have to have cable to watch that shit. You wouldn't be able to watch that. But, I don't watch it that much of it, but I just saw the very start of Madonna came out, bro, and then they had this cool ass fucking. The stage was cool as fuck, and then they had this huge ass fucking, you know, the trophy like the spaceman. Spaceman, yeah. They had a fucking huge one, bro, okay. and that's where like people would walk out of his chest and shit. No shit. Okay. Yeah, and then they just had it. It would look cool, but uh, yeah, so. McGregor, what, what the fuck was he doing there? I don't know. I, 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 he should be with his family. He should be fucking ting- <laughs> in his pink you know, fucking vest. In his pink fucking vest suit. Uh, fighting Machine Gun Kelly of all people, dog. You know, I, I was reading the article and they didn't say exactly what happened. But like, it was speculating that he... Uh, the article I read is probably nonsense. But they were speculating that he, uh, he told... Uh, McGregor told uh, Megan Fox to take a picture with him. And fucking, I guess she's with Machine Gun Kelly, and Machine Gun Kelly took offense to that, so they started. Um, so if what I read, if I, what I read wrong, uh, who knows? And it, you're, what you're saying makes more sense because uh, Conor McGregor's like a scumbag. Guy, but, <laughs> um, uh, I heard he asked to take a picture with uh, um, Machine Gun Kelly, and Machine Gun Kelly big timed him. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Okay. So. It's uh, it's that that see there there could be some some truth to that too because uh, Machine Gun Kelly's from Ohio. He's from Ohio, uh-huh. so are those Paul brothers. <clears throat> so if they're uh, you know, and they've been calling out McGregor, McGregor's been talking shit back and forth with them. So maybe he threw his uh his alliance maybe. with uh, it's possible. Who knows? But you're right, he is a scumbag, and I could see his oh, his wife sure. being right next Did to him and him. She was wearing who? Megan Fox. No, I didn't. Her dress was like see through. Okay. Like, uh, and then she had like fucking her panty, like a bikini style, like a hot ass, uh, um, which that doesn't matter or nothing. I'm just saying that she's, she's super hot. But anyway, she was wearing this see through thing, and I thought, damn, that's crazy. Like, what I, I guess what I'm getting at is like, it would make sense for Connor to be talking shit too, because he was probably checking her out, fucking wearing that see through fucking dress. Yeah. Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Slide into the DMs, baby. That's a horrible uh, Conor McGregor impression. You sound like fucking Austin Powers there, buddy. Oh, shit, that's, that's funny. funny. Uh, but no, so but I just thought I just that's what he's that's what he stooped to is to is fighting with a musician who uh, at the MTV Awards at the dog. MTV Awards. Well, like I said, what are you even doing there? Like just like you said, just trying to be a bully piece of shit. So, so we could talk about him today so, on the podcast. Yeah, that's what he's I doing guess there. so. They so he's I guess he's been living in California since he broke his leg. He did his whole surgery and all his rehab in California. Like, that's where they, the, the, his surgeon was. So that's why he's still been here in the States this whole time. That's where they have the robotics. Uh, yeah. The robotics factory. T- t- titanium. Um, so they said that that's why he, he's been in L.A. So, I mean, I guess. But still, if you're, that doesn't mean you got to show up at the awards. You Who know you? what would be funny? Hmm. If, they, uh, if they, like, made you fucking, if, like, made him... If they made you go get your shit done back in your country where you're from, like, you know, yeah. like you're not a U.S. citizen, you know what I mean? They're like, yeah. you know what? 
You're gonna have to go get your shit done in Ireland, bro. Or like Tijuana and or then, wherever and, you're and from. Instead of a instead of a titanium be a plate, instead yeah. of a titanium plate to be made out of like uh, recycled beer cans, yeah. fucking uh, the aluminum, or some funny shit like that, and then you have to come back all fucked up. Yeah. No, bro. That's that's how McGregor uh, McGregor privilege. He's got that money. Ah, uh, huh? yeah. Robotic leg. <laughs> funny. I'll be back. He's imagine, like, imagine, I got my titanium leg. Imagine, imagine if Machine Gun Kelly leg kicked him and that leg fucking snapped again. <laughs> fucking and uh, went down at the MTV. What is he Awards. doing? Yeah, I didn't even think of that. He's all fucking still recovering. He can't fight. I mean, he'll probably knock out Machine Gun Kelly, but like, if, if I were, he steps wrong on his leg, can't he fucking fuck his shit up? Yeah, if, if I were like Dana, himself? if I were Dana White, I'd have been on the phone like, "What the fuck are you doing? So you're gonna you're gonna fuck yourself up, and you can't make us money. What's going on here? Get your ass in the gym." Strengthen that just calf. Step wrong, you know. Like imagine, like if you're like, you know. Well, yeah, they were having the a hold. Him, gets, yeah, they were having a hold him back and some shit. Fat bodyguard steps on his foot. You know what <laughs> I'm just saying? Fucking like. Fucking machine gun. Ah, uh, you stepped on my loafer. Pound bodyguard. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh funny, no, bro. fuck. Uh, but yeah, so I'm done. I'm done on that. But we we got a lot to get into. Let's um. Good old Connor. Old Connor. Let's start off with the uh, with the mouse in the palace. I think we're gonna get to that a little bit quicker because I got a lot of shit I want to talk about on uh, Fantastic Fun Guy. Well, so let's uh, let's get into Malice in the Palace. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, brand new documentary on Netflix. Um, it's untold. A, untold. It's yeah. So the series is called Untold, and then it's Malice in the Palace. There's about four or five different Untolds out the so episode, far. Yeah, so it's about the uh, the brawl between the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons. It happened in uh, 2004, November. Um, happened, um, players went into the stands. So that's just the basic rundown of it. But uh, go check it out. Tremendous documentary. Um, what did you know? Do you remember when it happened? When it happened like yeah, in real time? I remember when it happened, but yeah. I didn't know nothing about it. Okay. Um, just, you know, from being on the news mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm like, I had people around me that were really into sports, yeah. Like my aunt and my um, her husband at the time, and mm-hmm. I remember Matthew and my mom's like really big into like players' names and stats and shit. Okay. Like I was never good at that. Yeah. So I remember hearing about it, you know, and you know what's going on, but I didn't know like, oh, that's fucking um, Ron Artest or yeah. You know what I mean, um, yeah. Um, so during that time, you know, we were. Uh, Fuck, we were juniors. <coughs> juniors are, you know, when it actually happened, we were already in our senior year. But anyway, at the time, we were hanging out at Simon's a lot. And I remember we were watching basketball a lot for whatever reason at that time. And um, something to do. Yeah, something to do. <laughs> and um, he was a big Laker fan, being from California. And um, suck. <laughs> um, damn, it threw me off. Um, you guys were watching it or what? Yeah, but no, I remember watching that Detroit Pistons team because they were sick. Like they were, they had um, just won the year before the finals in the finals. And I, it's funny you said that like good with names because I can name. I was thinking about it before I was watching that documentary, and I can name like that whole starting lineup for that Detroit Pistons team. It's weird. Um, but anyway, so I I was actively watching basketball. That's my point during that time. So yeah, I remember it happening. Um, yeah, man, it's crazy because... So the game was straight up tense to begin with. Yeah. So so to start off, so the last time that they met that season before, they knocked the Pacers out of the playoffs. The Detroit Pistons did. And then they won the... And then they won the fine. They went on to win the finals. 
Well, in that last game, right at the end of the game, um, Ron Artest, um, I believe it was Rip Hamilton, uh, he fouled him kind of hard, almost a flagrant foul, and there wasn't a need for it because the score, there were, they weren't going to win the game. There was only like a, a two minutes left. There was no way they were going to come back, so it was kind of a cheap shot on Artest's part. Yeah. And then, so that kind of soured the pot a little bit, ending that season and then going into the next season. Um, and man... In the Indiana Pacers, man, they've always been like a legit team, especially that team they had. You know, one thing I didn't really, really know is um, like their key players, how how good that Jermaine O'Neal would like. They were projecting him to be like the next big thing. Um, oh, Reggie. Oh, fucking Reggie. You classic, know, no? classic. Um, so, so yeah, I don't even know. How, how do you want to kick this fucker off? Um whatever you want to talk about on it yeah no i just i i thought it, i thought it was really interesting so um so in the game where the fight happened there was um there was like only like two minutes left in the game you know it was a real tense game you know real um real, both real physical teams you know they played physical ball um ron artest um and ben wallace will which who would want to fucking fight with ben wallace you know yeah. that just shows you how crazy our test was lost his brother yeah, he had just lost his brother. Yeah, that's his mindset. So that the exactly, exactly setting that and mindset. Big as fuck. Big as fuck. He's scrappy as he's scrappy already, regardless if he just lost his brother or not. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a hard nosed Detroit Piston team, and um, but he was saying though, like uh, that's all he had to pour his anger into. Mm, and shit, all of his, his yeah, basketball. All of his out. That was his only outlet. Uh, yeah, and uh, so they got a little scrappy there in that last two minutes. They they separate them. Well, two just to set the mood. You know the crowd was fucking crazier than fuck. That's you got to see the documentary. That, that's right. So the just walking into that stadium, the fucking the the Pacers. You know they were feeling that fucking that heat. Exactly, and they they were saying that since there was two minutes left, a lot of the a lot of the more mellow fans had already left, and all the se- season ticket holders had come down to the court level, and so those are the rowdy fuckers, right? Those yeah. are the hardcore supporters. So they were down there near court level. It was just a mick. It was like the perfect storm, like something was gonna fucking go down, and um, so they had that foul. They separated them. Um, our test, you know, he goes and lays on the on the judge on the scores table, just laying down like you know, like it's a game to him. And that's one thing out of that doc that I took out of the document. I didn't really know too much about him, but man, that dude has some fucking issues, you know, like like mental health issues. Like if you look at if you just listen to him talk in that documentary, like he just uh so a lot of that like so like I have no patience for that kind of shit and I know if you listen to the podcast you're you're you usually have a little more uh gentle outlook on that that and i do agree he probably has some kind of stuff going but he's a straight piece of shit and he uses that shit as an excuse bro mm-hmm. he's a fucking piece of shit fucking person bro definitely he's straight up and he uses it as an excuse and where i know where he uses it as an excuse is because he talks about it and says it and he knows his problem and he tells you and he, he says that that he has this problem and talks about it, but he still can't control himself. You know what I mean? He, so he, he, that tells me that you're just a piece of shit and then you're not controlling yourself. You know what I mean? He, he, yeah, exactly. Like the way he talks about it, he tells you with a straight face like yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. But like it's no he, sweat off his like, back. He's like uh, – he was uh, he was saying something, but he's like certain people think about things that way. I don't. He's like I think about things like this. He's like – uh, but in my head, I'm like 
You're just using shit as an excuse, man. Yeah, I get it. He's crazy and fucking, yeah, he's probably cuckoo in the head, but he could control himself if he wanted to. Yeah. Fucking guy. He's a piece of shit. Like, he... He's a true piece of shit. And then the way he couldn't even fucking look up when he was getting interviewed. I know I'm jumping ahead, but no. when he won the championship yeah. for the Lakers, yeah. he couldn't even fucking look up, bro, at the fucking camera and shit. He was like, oh, I, I feel like a piece of shit pretty much. And then he are, yeah. I don't know, whatever. But that guy's a straight scumbag. So he's laying on that scoring table. Yeah. and, and a fa- Which is just weird. Which just, is just, just weird. Just being stupid, you know, just being. Ca- and then you know what he said? Him. And I know you know because you've seen it, but he has the nuts to. This is why. This is where I say he's just a piece of shit, and he knows. He has the nuts to say that that was him using his therapy, taking five seconds. Yeah. No. Get the fuck right, right there, and then <laughs> you lost me on your mental illness, dog, yeah. because you're just a fucking piece of shit, bro. You were trying to be a smart ass motherfucker. Laying down his hands you know behind ben his Wallace head. You know Ben Wallace is a whole fucking G. He yeah. ain't gonna put up with that kind of shit, dog. Yeah, exactly. So why didn't they just leave the fucking courts? Was the crazy part? No fucking, they're just letting this shit fucking brew and brew and brew. brew yeah, exactly. So here's these fuckers trickling down. No? Yeah. So so this fan from like four or five rows up, he chucks a fucking beverage. Um, it's Reggie that says that he could see it coming out of, and Reggie was in a suit. He wasn't even playing in that game. You know, he he must have been injured or something, but he was there. Um, he says he just sees it out of the corner of his eye. A fucking a, a, that's good. A drink going perfect aim going end over end. And fucking just nails him right in the fucking chest while he's laying down. And he just springs up. And before you know it, he's fucking, his big ass is fucking three or four rows up. And he's socking up the wrong fucking dude. It wasn't, he ran past it because he didn't see who threw it. He just fucking took off like a madman. Goes past the person who threw it and just starts lighting that fucker up, bro. (laughs) Imagine. turns into a gang fight after that. And then after that, man, it is just fucking mayhem, like. They, I, did they say the total length of time? It was like at least fifteen minutes. You know, like it, they they just couldn't they could not control it. They couldn't stop what was going on. There was just not not enough uh, not enough police personnel. They only showed the two cops that said they were there on the floor. You know, that's ridiculous at a fucking professional sports game in Detroit. But um, I'm getting ahead of myself. So he runs up. Our test runs up. Starts socking that fucker up. The dude who actually threw it, like, tries grabbing him and shit, you know, from the side, like, almost from behind, trying to grab him from behind. Um, Steven Jackson, let's get into Steven Jackson real quick. So, he had just been drafted that year. He was the rookie. And I thought it was hilarious. This is, like, a part that I thought that was fucking funny. Because he's from, uh, he was from L.A. too, I believe, right? Um, Not sure what school he went to. But you know how in the draft when, like, the commissioner and the team, like, they call you. They call you on the phone and usually you're there, like, with your family and shit. And you're all in the, they always show them in the living room and they're wearing the hat of the team that just drafted them. Well, he, he, he's, like, he's like, man, I was on the block, 700, north yeah. side, fucking, <laughs> with the homies when they called me. And they show him on his fucking, on his draft day and he looks like a fucking cholo on fucking Easter, bro. He's wearing the fucking button up. Fucking like six fucking five and shit standing next to David Stern. I thought that was funny. Even fucking uh So j- just to give you his mindset, he don't fucking play around, you know what I'm saying? He came from the fucking hood, you know, and worked his way up in basketball and fucking went pro. So he's he's one of the he's one of the other ones who just to get an idea of his fucking mindset, you know. And then um so he, then he follows him up, right? He he goes and Steven Jackson goes into the stands after him because fucking people are starting to fucking like you know, so yeah, it's a fucking, it's just a fucking melee. 
And um, so the two of them are up in the stands fighting with fans. And fans start that one fucker. I loved it when he came down onto the court, bro, and ran up. It was, yeah, like this little fucking like five foot seven dude. And that's the the thing, too. Like, uh, I was like, uh, that fool wasn't going to do nothing to him. Like, he don't even swim first or nothing, bro. bro. He came out, he came out ready to his his, his posture and his stance. He's a little fat dude, bro. Like, (laughs) fucking, he wasn't going to do shit, bro. So he, he runs out on the court. So it's just chaos. They're trying to fucking make, you know, sense of what the fuck is going on. People are fucking brawling everywhere. Um, Ron Artest is acting a fucking fool this whole fucking time. Yeah. He's the only one who, like, the, he's the only piece of shit. And, damn, he, that guy's such a piece of shit. Yeah. He's the one who got it all going, bro. Fucking those fools were dumb for fucking riding with him, I think, because he's a true scumbag piece of shit, yeah, bro. No, for sure. And like, yeah, they were just they were just looking out for their then, teammate uh, in the heat of the minute, but then uh so when they're taking him to the back, security's on Ron Artest all crazy, no fucking Yeah. And uh which happened to all the, a bunch of times through the seasons, no fucking security would always be like he getting shoving him in his face all crazy and everything. Yeah. So this was a so, dude, even a different one so, that I'm talking about. Fucking the security is trying yeah. to get him off the court. And they yeah. got a fucking. Well, they're trying to get him through the tunnel. Everybody's dumping drinks well, on him. I'm talking about a different one. Yeah. They but, were fighting all crazy. Yeah. Fucking. He was in the security was getting pissed as fuck. There's back about to start scrapping on yeah. our test in the security and the security was just trying to because that's his job to get yeah. him to the back. Exactly. So that guy's a straight piece of shit. So at one point, I don't even know where this is at in the melee, but um, Jermaine O'Neal, who's like out of all of them, you know, they they said that he's he's down like they kind of described his character like he's down to fucking scrap. But he he's kind of more like a clean cut dude. He wasn't, you know, it, he was the one who was up and coming and they were saying he was going to be one of the next big things. And on fucking, top of everything, he wants to win. He wants to win. He just exactly. wants to win the fucking game. Exactly. Fucking win the championship. So he he even got heated up. He got that running head start. Fucking straight fucking slobber knocker punch on that dude. It reminded me of when Eric fucking rushed homie across the fucking courtyard at the fucking high school. Fucking just took off running, bro. But he connected and like put that fucker down hard. Like that that's one of the ones who ended up in the hospital from taking a fucking punch. The fan. Um Reggie's out there trying to fucking get people off the court and he said the fucking cop runs up on him because he's in a suit, right? And you saw this, but um, cop runs up on him, tell him, what are you doing on the court? He thought he was a fan in a suit, I guess. Fucking was acting like he was going to tase Reggie Miller. Fucking, it was just crazy, man. Um, But the fucked up thing was, um, you know, how how it all ended up, you know, Fucking, like you said, Ron Artest ended up going on to the Lakers, getting a title. Steven Jackson went to the San Antonio, got a title. Jermaine O'Neal, the only person who just really wanted to fucking win, never won a championship. His career kind of fizzled out after that. And that was one of Reggie Miller's last years as a fucking player. And that was their last chance to get him a ring. Never got a fucking ring, man. Always there, always nipping at the fucking... At the, you know, in the 90s, it was the Bulls who he had to fucking contend with. And then it was fucking you know, the Pistons and the fucking Celtics and fucking... So, it sucked that the fuckers who caused it and made it this huge fucking thing, you know, uh, Steven Jackson and fucking uh, Ron Artest, you know, they ended up they ended up making off with titles, you know, more money in the long run. And um, it's just shitty, man. 
I think that uh, Reggie Miller is just uh, um, not Reggie Miller. Um, the Ron Artest, he's just a fucking straight piece of shit. And then uh, so like he uh, he straight up demanded a trade, bro. Fucking at the end of the for at the when he came back because he got suspended for the rest of the season. Yeah. He he is so uh, um, uh, Jermaine and uh. What's his name? Steven? Stephen? Uh, Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson. They took that shit to heart. You know what I mean? Because they fucking had this fool's back. Got exactly. suspended and everything for this dude. And then he's fucking demanding a fucking trade. Um, I just think it, it was just... It was frustrating to uh, for me a little bit. Because this mm-hmm. guy's just a piece of shit, bro. You know what the coolest thing about the whole thing I thought? And it's worth the watch. It, it's cool. Because I was going into it like, fuck, I don't even really care about these fucking guys. Like, mm-hmm. why am I going to fucking watch this shit? Yeah. But watching it, I liked it, and it's interesting. And um, the coolest thing, though, to me was the nostalgia watching it, like when they were showing the. It just looks like nineties. The the outside of that fucking stadium and everything, and just the stadium was one of the coolest parts to me. Yeah, it made me feel like uh, I could have been there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I just I thought it was really cool. The yeah. and then and then they show they begin. You know they show that the stadium gets torn down and everything later yeah. on, but. I thought the stadium was cool as fuck. Totally nineties, bro. Oh, that shit it was, couldn't happen now. Yeah. Um, it's fucking it, but it was really nostalgic for me. Well, I mean it happened in the two thousands, I guess, right? But to me it seemed like that. Yeah. That stadium had like a nineties feel, bro. Like oh, yeah. I bet you so much shit happened in that stadium throughout the fucking Yeah. Well think about it. that's that's where the those those Detroit Piston teams fucking won all those titles against the Bulls, bro, and Jordan's early days when they couldn't and beat them. The fans and everything, oh, you know, bro. it was yeah, just it's, uh, it's, it's uh, pretty cool. It's uh it's it's you know that night was chaos, but like it it, it would be cool. Blue collar, to, blue collar, you know, that's a blue collar town. To like have been there, you know. Imagine that being able to go to those games, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and shit, fucking. So I guess I guess like to wrap it up, you know, um no matter obviously all that could have been avoided right if you if different steps would have been taken here instead of there Ron Artest obviously a piece of shit but like that should be a warning to fucking fans you know what I'm saying like fans you know who was who was wrong who was who was more wrong in that that who fucker who that fucker who threw the fucking cup so who was wrong I'll tell you who was wrong fucking Ron Artest when he fucking fouled fucking homie on purpose cause his teammate told him get your foul homie it's time for you to get your foul yeah. 15 seconds left they knew they were gonna win so that fucking piece of shit started the whole fucking ordeal but yeah no you can't be fucking throwing shit on another note you can't be throwing shit in the yeah. stands I was at a Scorpions game one time when a fucking riot fucking went down mm-hmm. and fucking big old hockey fight broke out Fucking people started throwing. People shit. started throwing shit, bro. The securities were jumping. It was similar to that, bro. Matthew was with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom and dad took us to, but uh, people just get stupid. They don't think they're gonna get in trouble. I guess when that and, no when that kind of happened, when that stuff's gonna happen. But you know what was cool about that is they broke down all that footage, you know, and fucking started busting people a little bit. Yeah, no, even for back the end, like you said, it feels like it was a lot longer ago. But but with, even with the technology they had then, they were able to track all those fuckers down and charge them. And you know you that know? guy that uh that threw the fucking drink, he was a true piece. of oh, shit. Oh, that dude was a they piece of shit too. Him, right? Yeah, they him. did. Yeah, and, that dude uh, was a piece. They're of like, shit. what did you think when fucking Ron Artest ran? by you and started beating up the fucking dude next to you he's like lucky me yeah he's like that's what you know it's just like damn this guy's a true piece of shit so yeah he that guy was wrong there was just a lot of wrong man yeah 
A lot of um, wrongs, man. A lot of wrongs don't make a right, AJ. A lot of wrongs in there. And then what happened? They ruined their careers, bro. Well, well that one Jermaine, he really got it. But I, I, I felt for him, and I felt for Reggie. <clears throat> you know? So let me tell you something, though, that was funny. When I first started watching the documentary, when they showed the um, Steven Jackson, mm-hmm. I was like, this guy, I thought he was the one missing some fucking tacos on his combo <laughs> plate. before. But really, it turned out to be Ron Artest. Oh, yeah. But at the start... I was just like, this guy, he's a little, he's a little off the rocker, dog. Fucking. Yeah. But it turned out he was just a down motherfucker, you know? And they, they didn't make the comparison in the documentary, but I've heard this comparison made in in the past by, like, NBA analysts and shit, and it bothers <laughs> the fuck out of me. But they're even more when more so when he was active playing, uh, Ron Artest. But, like, they would try to compare him to fucking Rodman, bro. And I always fucking... He wasn't even on a fucking... You know, he couldn't even fucking be on that level. That's fucking, that's an insult. Just because he's of his, of his, of his personality. There's a difference you know? between being a piece of shit and being crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Dennis Rodman's crazy. Yeah. Ron Artez is fucking true piece of shit. But yeah, and even though Rodman, you know, but he was, was, very, was crazy, he was the he, best he, rebounder who ever fucking oh, played be, the game. Best right? defensive player ever, and uh, he, but he, and he was a good person when it all at the end of the day when it was all said and done. He just, you know, he just made mistakes, and he was like, yeah. he was crazy. Like you Narcissist said, Ron Artest is just a fucking cuckoo. I will. I want to touch on something that was funnier than shit. All that craziness breaks out, crazier than fuck. Then they show the camera view of the locker room and security, like fuck, has Ron Artest like that, and then it's calm for a second. And then here comes Steven Jackson walking by himself, and he's got his jersey. He said, we ride together, man. And he's fucking by himself. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I thought it was the funniest <laughs> shit in the world, bro. It's like this fool saying in the head, he just had his homies back. He don't even really know what's going down. Yeah. And now we ride together, man. And I was yeah. just like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, you're in so much trouble, dog. Like, like I was just like. Um, oh my god and then uh, they didn't really show any of the footage of it but Jermaine O'Neal went when he got to the back to the locker room him and Artest apparently you know had I, fucking I, words they, they said about it, yeah. yeah but yeah I don't know it's man it's worth the watch I liked it um, yeah no and um, that stadium man, though was amazing Netflix they stepped up their uh, I mean not stepped it up they've always done excellent quality shit but this Untold series man and um, we don't need to get we can get into the hockey one another time but you watch the hockey one the Untold hockey one and um, just that quality they put the quality into the production value you know they don't they didn't take a multiple parts to get the story done it was quick they got well, the hell, story man. done if you get if you get uh, if you get one right out of 50 that's something good they make so much bullshit they ought to get one right a la verga bro I guess, man. I guess when you put it like that, goddamn. <laughs> well, if you think about it, they have yeah. so much bullshit. Yeah, I don't there is give them too much there, props. There is a lot of nonsense, but no, I mean, just from like, just from I, I watch a lot of documentaries, so like it stand, it stood out to me the production quality. You know, they put in uh, and the and the story. That story, you know it's a good story. You know what I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. and uh, this was just something about, and maybe they did it on purpose or whatever. They didn't say those fuckers' names, and they wouldn't put it on the bottom. The uh, uh, Ron Artest, uh, Jermaine, and. Um, Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson. So I'm like trying to figure out these fuckers' names because I don't know anything about it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it took me for a while to oh, okay. have to fucking pull it out. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And then, but then I noticed on the other guys they started showing, they were putting their names in their titles. Yeah. Uh, but I was just like, fuck, what are these? Because I was trying to get my notes going and shit. It's funny because they, uh, they, um, they were putting the names of the fuckers who got their ass beat in the fuck, <laughs> but they weren't putting their names, you know? 
But no, go check it out if you're listening to this. Um, even if you're not like the biggest basketball fan, it's just a, it's an interesting story. I'm, I'm excited to see the one on Bruce Jenner. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, we'll get that one knocked out and we'll talk about it next week. But uh, yeah, that one I watched the. We ride you... together, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, so another documentary. So that that was my wreck to you, and then uh, you uh, you had watched a documentary and you told me to watch it so we could talk about it. So uh, what was that one, man? The Fantastic Fungi. Fantastic Fungi Netflix on Netflix. Documentary. Um Yeah, man. I um I mean you 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 didn't want to tell me about it because you didn't want to spoil it, but I was fucking I'll just say this and I'll shut up and let you run with it. Um I was fucking blown away by um the amount of shit I did not know about mushrooms fucking crazy and yeah for those listening we're not just talking about psychedelics so all kinds of fungi and, and any not and any mu- and every even, yeah, not even, even mushrooms, mushrooms just fungi yeah just fungi. the 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 kingdom hit it AJ. fungi fungi um no so the the documentary i guess if you say what it's based on it talks about how the importance of fungi and mushrooms just to the world in itself um and just goes in to talk about how fungus and uh, fungi uh, is the world's um, um, like garbage disposals. You know, they just clean everything. And Filter. They, and if if they, you know, if we didn't have the fungi to break down stuff, and uh, and you know, we would just be on piling and piling. You know, picture trees that fucking dry up and fall down. You know, like they we would just be just fucking. They, they clean everything, though. No? Yeah, they said that like the the world would suffocate itself from all the greenery yeah. they would be growing. It yeah. would all just we would just su- it would all just suffocate. But um, it just talks about the importance of mushrooms, and then uh, goes into talk about uh, how there's a possibility that the humankind, you know, the brain is, was expanded because of mushrooms throughout evolution and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, it's fucking crazy, though. It talks about how. Um, it goes on and on talks about how it could fucking clean anything that's natural it could fucking decompose and clean you know what i mean yeah it's fucking it goes it goes off there's you know? so much to fucking like talk about like so it's... the main the main dude who it's about uh, that's the guy who was on rogan right before um i think or no um his name's um uh, i got it right here his name's uh paul statements statements what is it called? Statements? Um, yeah, I believe he has. Yeah, he I, was on Rogan. See. So, and so it's crazy is like I've seen him on Rogan and I was hearing, uh, I was hearing the story. He tells the same story that he tells in the, in the movie about loaning his friend his book and his dad burning it. Mm-hmm. I've heard that story on a podcast for sure. And I'm okay. almost hundred percent it was Rogan. Okay. But anyway, that guy is, uh, this guy, uh, Paul Statements. He's a fucking hardcore mushroom fucking activist. What I mean by that is he studies them. He dedicates his whole life to mushrooms, different strands. He has patents for mushrooms and shit, and that's how he gets his money. And then he buys uh, land where the, uh, where the mushrooms can grow, and then where he buys uh, spots where he can build factories where he has uh, temperature-controlled indoor grow rooms and shit for his mushrooms. But um, he he talks a lot in the in the in the documentary, and he talks about um, you know spoiler alert, but he talks about how he had a stuttering condition all his life. You heard that one, right? Yeah. 
and um, so bad to the point where it just affected him. Like he couldn't look nobody in the eyes. He couldn't talk because he was just so going to be embarrassed about him since stuttering. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talks about he goes in to talk about how the mushrooms cured him and stuff. You know, you need to watch it. You know, but you need to watch it. Yeah. So that was one of the notes I put. So he uh, he took he took psilocybin, which is the hallucinogenic type mushroom strand of mushroom or genus or whatever the fuck it, what it, I don't know what it, exactly what it be. But psilocybin is what you trip on. Um, he uh he took psilocybin um he he's going into detail like i said you have to regardless you know we're we're gonna barely be able to touch on all this shit so you need to go and watch this documentary because it's it's a game changer but um basically he's having a trip um he's able to kind of really hone in and he he starts repeating to himself what were the exact words? You gotta watch it. It sounds funny. The yeah, way it, sound, it sounds funny the way you we're explaining it. you want to know how he cured himself from stuttering, check it out. Yeah. But basically, he... He took a fucking major huge dose that he wasn't supposed to take. He said it was like 10 times a fucking normal dose, and it's because he had no idea it was the first time he'd ever bought them. That part was hilarious, because like, it, when you're watching it with his hands, he he holds it up like like he's pretending like he's holding a sack, like a, like a lunch bag, and it looks like he probably took, ate about a quarter, right? Yeah. And, uh... You know, who knows, yeah. And so, yeah, he was fucking and he had was to a, the moon. trip balls, you know, yeah. And then, uh, but he goes into the story. But to me, he was tripping balls, so who even knows fucking how, you know, he just in his head, that's what he thought was going on, you know what I mean? Fucking, because he goes into, like, telling you, like, how you're trying to tell him about how exactly how he did it and shit. Mm-hmm. But it's fucking crazy. Basically, he just, he came up with the affirmation, you're going to stop stuttering. And he said he just kept saying that over and over. He said hundreds of thousands of times while he was tripping, you're going to stop stuttering. You're going to stop stuttering. And came out of his trip. He um, was a little bit hungover. Which where I'm coming from, because I tripped before, like, it's not like he was counting those times, you know? It's just in his head. That's mm-hmm. how he thought. Like, yeah. fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Who knows what was going on? So it worked. Whatever yeah. it fucking did, he... You know, and that's what we're talking about, like expanding the mind. Um, they've barely even touched on what it's capable of doing, you know. Um, he also goes into talks about other kinds of mushrooms. Like, for instance, his mom had a stage four breast cancer. Mm-hmm. She was going to die. They told her that she was so old that they couldn't do radiation. They couldn't do chemo. They were going to do nothing for her. But her doctor said, you know what? There have been studies on uh, this mushroom called turkey tail mushrooms and uh um, this might help you if you can take these. And she's like, oh, man, it just so happens my son grows the fucking mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So they put her on that wicked dose of fucking... Uh, he said she was eating four caps in the morning, four caps in the evening, every day. Capsules. Yeah. So, like, they probably, like, make them into pills. Super you know I mean? concentrated. I want to get into that, too, but... Um, so, yeah. And, and she's then alive and well today. Alive and well, no tumors whatsoever. And it it had fucking already went to her lymph nodes, bro. And swollen and all knowing, up and knowing, knowing what I know, my family history with breast cancer um when it gets to your lymph nodes and it's already stage four you're pretty much fucked bro so whatever that was able to do for her that's like a miracle right um man i got so that was turkey tail mushrooms yeah so but the documentary it goes into talking about evolution talking about um you know apes um uh, we're eating mushrooms for for years, you know. Mm-hmm. And started uh, psychedelic mushrooms started expanding mm-hmm. their minds, you know. And over millions of years, at that point, eating those mushrooms, you know, it, it supposedly expanded their minds to where you know they it just got smarter and smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 
it's fucked up. So um, in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, um, psilocybin was at the forefront, you know, of psychiatric treatment. They were doing all these studies. They were making advancements and um, psychological conditions and all this fucking crazy shit. And um, in 1970, that's when Nixon passed the uh, Controlled Substances Act. And they threw fucking psilocybin mushrooms on the list as a controlled, a level one controlled substance on there with heroin, cocaine, you know, even obviously marijuana, which, you know, obviously those two shouldn't be, shouldn't have never been on there, shouldn't be on there now. But um, it basically halted all the progress they were making in their research. And think about if that went to happen where we would be today, because they will, they didn't re- pick up the research again until like 99 when they were able to get approval from the FDA to start doing these tests and stuff again. And it's been shown to cure fucking alcoholism, bro. Fucking not only that, all the psychological issues, depression, anxiety, fucking, you know, like you said, with the tumors in the, in his mom. Um, That wasn't even psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah. No, I'm just saying in, in general, in general. So, of course, big pharma, you know, pharmaceutical industry, they don't want this to be known. They don't want this to be mainstream, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you know, they talk about uh, one that could even uh, cure Alzheimer's and shit. Yeah. So, what the fuck are we doing? Like, man, it's like... This, we're pretty dumb as a, as a people, man. Just... It's not that we're... Well, we're dumb because we let them fucking... We're letting them... We're letting them control everything right i don't know we're, yeah, we're allowing them to 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 tell us oh you can't you can't cure yourselves you guys can't you know you got to do our you got to do our way it's not even it's not even that well it's that little bit but it's not even that because people don't even know a different way like now like you said they've had this shit under wraps so people don't even know about it you know they try to keep it as hush as they can and then when people start knowing about about it, that's when the shit hits the fan. You know what I mean? That's why this documentary needs to be out there. People need to watch this shit. I this man, I was watching. I was blown away by all the shit. Like like I said, we can't even touch on it. Like it's an hour and a half documentary, and there's just so much knowledge in it. And uh, so go watch it. Um, so you know one one thing that was cool that I tripped the fuck out on. So I went looking up at the, looking the cast up right on Google mm-hmm. right, and I'm like. This I, I didn't see this hot chick in the documentary, and um, it says that the narrator is Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. Oh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh, okay. That actress. Oh, okay. I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, Captain Marvel. She's a big time mushroom. Oh, well, that enthusiast. makes enthusiast. That makes sense then. Huh. A forager and stuff. That's one th- another thing too that they showed on this uh, on the documentary that there's people that team up you know and have mm-hmm. little uh groups you know and uh, yeah they go searching for mushrooms and they share their knowledge and it's crazy um there's a lot of time lapse video in throughout the whole documentary where showing these mushrooms oh, grow man. these elaborate crazy mushrooms growing this fungus just spreading and it, it's explaining how it it absorbs everything and decomposes it and how it ha- it moves on to the next host and it's fucking it's 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 a watch. So one part's crazy. Check this out. Remember uh, when um, Paul Statements ta- uh, talks about how he's uh, he's uh, patented the mushrooms to be pesticides, mm-hmm. and uh, he makes it to where uh, 
it talks about this a certain kind of fungi, right? Mm-hmm. It kills the it'll kill the whole swarmer it's not a hive but whatever the group of ants is right mm-hmm. at the house you know how they have all kinds of ants so the ants say will be crawling around and gets this fungi on him because he was fucking around by a tree or something where he wasn't supposed to he goes crawling back home bro the fucking guard ants at the door they fucking smell it so they fucking grab him and i know this sounds crazy like i'm talking about people the guard ants grab this fucker that got the fungi on him they go and take them somewhere farther away. They fucking kill them, and then they commit suicide. Because they touched them. Yeah. So what the Paul Statements did is he got that fungi and realized that this kills these ants, right? But their fucking Nate, Mother Nature has it to where they can combat it. Well, he got that fungi and puts it in a lab, and he's able to fucking fuck with it. Mm-hmm. And he can build, and he can make some fungi to where... They just let the ant go crawling by. The The worker ants don't sense the fungi on him. Yeah. And so he goes back, takes it back to the whole fucking tribe, and it, the queen gets it and fucking kills all the ants. Mm-hmm. So it's a natural organic pesticide for exterminators all right. that he invented. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Wow. So that's how he makes his money to fund all the shit that he's mm-hmm. experimenting and yeah. stuff. I don't think you mentioned it. I mean, you were talking about how it's had all the uses, but, like, they also talk about how um, cleaning up oil spills. Yep. It's fucking crazy, and Clean man. up the oil spill. Um, it starts breaking down. The fungi starts breaking down um, the oil, and then it, uh, it uh, emits spores. It emits its spores, and then, like, um, uh, mites and um, maggots and shit want to come eat the spores, mm-hmm. and then birds and shit like that want to come eat the fucking Worms, maggots yeah. and it becomes a whole ecosystem yeah it's, that is some cool stuff yeah no um one last th- so they showed they they showed the two people that were doing those clinical trials they were doing like the mushroom um therapy sessions and they were dosing them with uh pills right yeah, so psilocybin pills. so what if you had to guess because I, I didn't hear it i didn't hear him say it on there but what do you think those concentration levels are? Like, if you had to compare it to like grams, like, like it, for, from what they were describing, those pills would have to be fucking supercharged, right? Like, they would be at like really high doses. It seemed like from from what they were describing, the the fractals they were seeing, in the visions and stuff, like, um, I would say it's like probably like four grams. Okay. Just based on what could fit in the fucking, the capsule, like no, ground up. No, because I'm sure that they, uh, I bet you they synthetic it. I would think at that level, because that's all the university putting those tests on, yeah. and it's a pill. So I don't think it's like ground up shroom. I think yeah. it's fucking like straight psilocybin, okay. somehow. Interesting. Yeah, but I would say it's like equivalent, probably of like a four gram of some good shroom strip. Okay. Um, hmm. That's what I would think. Yeah. Homie talked to like he ate fucking like you know like to me like ten grams, bro. The when the dude was when he all that crazy when he fixed shit. his yeah. stutter, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, what, from even just like what I said, like when he showed his hands, like how much it was in a bag, yeah. like damn, dude's crazy. <laughs> and then um um, this it was a really good watch, man. And I thought I thought it was funny how they threw this in there. They barely talked about it. I know you saw it. Uh, they uh they talked about how when Bush and Cheney were in office, you know, they uh they were all for the research that was being done and they started pandemic pandemic planning 
and how mushrooms could have um, an effect on viral infections in the same way that it kills that eats it up absorbs it right why i, I didn't man i don't i don't why remember. didn't they get into that more i, I don't know i don't you didn't catch that it was quick no i didn't it was catch quick. it i didn't catch it it was quick they they were saying that um basically what i just said that they were in support of what they were seeing with with uh, mushroom research mm-hmm. and psilocybin research and um i mean it could make it, sense. It, it was brought to them what it could do for um for if a pandemic happened yeah it could make sense i don't know hmm but yeah, no. Uh, it was that was, was one of the best documentaries I watched in a long time. So that was good. It's crazy. That was a good it recommendation. That nice mom's breast cancer, man. I don't when it was to that, yeah, I don't understand it either. But it had, I mean, it had to have, yeah. like. So it just went in. Does it? Is it just like when it's showing like it's decomposing something else? Just it, it just attacks the tumor and just fucking sucks all the life out of it. And yeah, if that's the case, possible. then fuck, know, man. man. Like what are like it it really pisses me off because like there could be so many positive uses, but we hold it back because we gotta be, you know, kept in is it is it us being kept in check or like I don't know what it is, man. Uh I think you could I think I don't uh I don't discredit that. I think that's you know, that's something there's something to that. I think there's something to a I think it's a whole mix of a few things. I don't think it's one exact thing. You know what I mean? What would the world become if we had a for sure guaranteed cancer cure? See, so who knows? But maybe it would, like, you mean, so we might run out of resources. It might be over. People might start living fucking crazy. And then, too, but the (laughs) good is, there's been, you know, throughout time, there has been cures that have been that significant. Like, I was just watching a documentary on penicillin. Oh, we, we forgot. I forgot to mention that. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, I was watching a documentary on penicillin, um, and they talk about how, you know, that was such a change that uh, we're talking about saving millions of lives at this point. Well, bro, you, they said in the documentary penicillin was made from fungus. That's how they yeah, created it. Yeah, well, I know it. that that's how. I mean, I but, think everybody but, knows that. I am fucking yeah, know that. So like, yeah, so like, for instance, it's a, a reference, like, say, when you, uh, the original Ninja Turtles movie. Mm-hmm. Um they uh they come back from Rachel's farmhouse. Okay. You remember that part? Yeah. Or no? They they were saying that Rachel O'Neill's farmhouse and Ninja Turtles, the very oh, yeah. first original movie. April. They, yeah, April O'Neill. <laughs> Where was I saying? Rachel. Damn. April <laughs> O'Neill. Rachel O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, April O'Neill. So, but uh, that's why I was uh, looking at you. I, like, I remember this since I was a kid. Um, they go back to the sewer and that kid's been stashed out living there, and he's like, "Oh, we got. To, I have some leftover pizza from the other day." And they open it, and it's all molded, and he's all penicillin or something oh, like that. Okay. And he gives it to his brother, like joking around. That's funny. And okay. So, like, I just thought people knew that, but yeah, they talk about putting the molded bread and shit on the wounds, huh? Well, they said that that single handedly, like, almost helped us win World War Two, bro, I because because the Japanese and the Germans didn't have fucking penicillin. We did, like, and it saved thousands of lives on the battlefield. So, the, um, that to me, like, would probably be something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, yeah, we have we have chemotherapy and radiation, but those aren't fucking like those aren't like. Yeah, but what I mean by this no, is but like, like think about how many more people would die of such small things. You would die of fucking an STD. You would die of um, a fucking tooth infection. You know what I mean? If without an antibody. Yeah, you know. So there would be a lot of people dying. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, bro. I to me though, 
I want the cure because, you know, I got family that have passed from cancer and stuff. So, like, man, if imagine if there was a cure, man. But I don't know if the world would get overpopulated. And then at that point, then you get more mass chaos, like you're saying, you know. Or like that study about the mice and stuff, too, you know. I don't know, man. It it The thing that bugs me about it is, like, there's so much potential, yet our government is like, nah, Oh no! We'll we'll, we'll we'll let you know when when you're ready for that. You I know? agree with you. That's frustrating, and it may, it's like stupid at that point, right? Like how we're saying, like, oh, if there are cures that they could make from other things, but they're trying to keep that shit on the hush for their own agenda, whether it be money or whatever. Well, money, mm-hmm. it's yeah. fucked up. But that's just the the world we live in, I guess. Right? Yeah, it is. And then too, like, well, the getting into that you could get into like man even money you know you you can pay for all kinds of crazy things bro yeah treatment and medicine yeah so go uh wrapping that up is there anything else you want to talk about no okay so uh fantastic fantastic fun guy on netflix check it out fucking game-changing documentary i enjoyed it um malice in the palace malice in the palace you know once you watch that though you're gonna start watching all those ones um yeah uh, untold yeah it's almost like 30 for 30 it's good it's good man it's good um but yeah um wrap up this week's episode um thanks for tuning in thanks for tuning in as always check out the Um, check out the material go check out our youtube channel keeping it local with aj and joe no new episodes go check out all the old shit uh thumbs up comment subscribe uh, get our podcast anywhere you get podcasts Spotify, Google Podcasts, Walgreens, Walmart, Target, Walmart, CVS. <laughs> that reminds me of those uh, commercials. <laughs> <huh>? uh, <yeah. laughs> get it wherever you get your groceries, man. <laughs> um, once again, appreciate all the support. Um, brand new episode next week. Have a good week. Be good to each other. AJ and Joe Show. We're out.